Welcome back, trenders, to another episode of Trendy. I'm your host, Chase, on another Trendy Tuesday, where we've got some great trends for you to look at. For our first trend, we're looking at carbon cutting season. Everyone's trying to get more sustainable and cut their carbon out of their processes and supply chains. For our second trend, Sudan has had a number of conflicts recently, and we'll look at if these conflicts have just happened suddenly, or has it been a gradual progression over time. And for our third trend, if you tried shopping for a house in the last three years, it's pretty much only gotten worse. A shrinking supply, prices nearly doubling, and interest rates that keep climbing. That's tough on the buyer, but as a home builder, these three factors might be the right recipe to send their companies into new heights. For first trend, it's carbon cutting season. Now there's a number of companies over the last few years that have been making the pledge to cut their carbon. Amazon going net zero by 2040, Microsoft doing it by 2030, Walmart trying to use 100% renewable energy by 2035 and net zero by 2040. It's easy to pledge, but it's hard to produce these results. And the push to cut or reduce carbon for businesses is being implemented throughout their entire supply chain. And one of the areas we've noticed recently is in shipping. The IMO, which is the International Maritime Organization, which is a branch under the UN, so kind of a big deal, is enforcing a CII measurement for all vessels above 5,000 gross tons. And CII stands for Carbon Intensity Indicator. Now I've been watching this news for some time and I was trying to think, how would this affect shipping companies and their bottom line? And my take is this trend of decarbonization is going, going to continue and the impact for the shipping industry I think is only going to make it more profitable because the only way I think to really reduce your carbon impact is to either burn cleaner fuel, ship more goods and less frequently and drive slower. All of these things either save fuel or save time and I think it's going to add to the bottom line of these companies. Same thing that the railroad industry is doing that we talked about a few weeks ago. These railroads transporting goods are almost three miles long now and it's not because they're trying to save the planet they're trying to do more with less which is great for profits now if you look at the total market of the shipping industry you've got a number of large competitors but we'll look at the five biggest ones that are publicly traded today the biggest by far is Maersk they've got a market cap of about 62 billion dollars they have over 700 vessels in their fleet and they make a cool 39 billion a year however last year in 2022 they made 81 billion dollars and 29 billion dollars in net income which is enormous now to be fair the entire shipping industry got a shot in the arm after the initial effects of COVID had worn off. Now, the other big players in this market are Mediterranean Shipping Company, which does about $30 billion a year, CMA CGM, which also does about $30 billion a year, Costco Shipping, no relation to Costco, the retail store, which serves the primarily the Asian markets, and then Hatpag Lloyd, does about $15 billion a year. Now, regardless of your take on carbon's effect on the climate, I think the steps that these companies are going to take to limit their carbon is going to make them move slower and do more with less and end up helping their bottom lines. So we think shipping companies are gonna keep trending up. For second trend, Sudan. They've been in the news in and out recently and over the last decade. Not for great reasons though. Unfortunately, they've had the longest African civil war and they separated into South Sudan and Sudan. And despite having a number of unique strengths, for example, they have the most pyramids in the world, more than Egypt. They have over 200 pyramids in Sudan. They're the third largest African country and they have 45 million people. However, their economy only produces about $34 billion a year. In 
GDP, which about 90 seconds ago, Maersk, the shipping company, makes $80 billion a year. So that one company produces more than the entire country of Sudan and all 45 million people in it. Their economy is just a little bit larger than El Salvador, but their population is eight times larger, which means most of their population is quite poor. Now there's a saying that everything happens gradually and then suddenly. And these conflicts recently in Sudan are not a recent thing. And Africa as a whole, I think, is an area that is challenged by its location and its politics. We've taken a look at a few other countries in the past few weeks, like Mexico, which is right next to the United States, the largest economy in the world. Australia, which is rich in minerals and servicing the largest and fastest growing sector of the world in Southeast Asia. But Sudan does not have any neighbors to help fuel its economy into an economic renaissance. So unfortunately, I think Sudan and other African countries are gonna keep trending down unless they can stabilize their government and appeal to tourism. There's always articles showing the potential of how much Africa could grow, but until they sort out some of their problems, I don't think they're gonna be trending up. Fourth, third, and final trend. Rich homemakers are leaving a lot of poor buyers out in the dust. According to a report by the National Association of Realtors, the US housing market is currently experiencing a significant shortage. And it's estimated that there's about five and a half million homes that are needed to fulfill the demand in the market today. And part of this has stemmed from the collapse in 2008, where there was an exodus from the construction market because we overbuilt homes and the market got way too frothy. Now there's a number of doomsday that was saying it was gonna happen again in COVID, but the opposite is true. And a big portion of why that demand was fueled was the boom of remote work. People could live whatever they want to and they wanna to go to the places that appeal to their lifestyle, which is why my my great state of Florida has seen a rocket ship of growth in housing prices. And I don't think this trend is something that's gonna slow down. Even if remote work starts to fade away, which it's starting to, not significantly though, it's shifting more of a hybrid model. And I think that will stick much longer to retain talent. But I think housing prices are gonna stay high and slowly trend downward. Keyword, slowly. Now you may look at this trend and think, how could I position myself to take advantage of this? Well, I'm not saying buy a house right now because interest rates are high and prices are high and demand is still kind of high. So instead I'd say buy a home builder stock. The largest in the country is DR Horton. They do about $27 billion a year. Then you've got Leonard Corporation, Pult Group, NVR, and then KB Homes. The strongest of this group though, and the biggest is DR Horton. I think it's true for a lot of companies. A lot of times it's best just to go for the biggest guy because they've got the size, the capital, and the influence to weather the down times and take advantage of the good times. I think the housing shortage has been a tailwind for these companies and it's going to continue to be a tailwind for them for the years to come. And while they're stacking paper and earning great returns, might as well join in on that. We think home builders are going to keep trending up. Now for the takeouts. Across the market, there's been a number of net zero initiatives. And the other day, I just went to go buy some new shoes and I saw on the box, the pledge Nike has to get to net zero. And my Chipotle order, they show how much carbon is emitted in order to produce my order. We think the need to measure and manage companies' carbon is only gonna keep trending up. And we've seen this reflected in shipping companies especially, which means ships will probably go slower and move more stuff given the incentives. And it's important as a trender to see where the hockey puck is going and try to skate there. We think shippers like Maersk are well positioned to take advantage of this trend and succeed over the long term. For second trend, Sedan has been 
challenged by a number of internal conflicts. And the country has been split into two. Despite being the third largest country in Africa and having a substantial population, Africa is, as a nation, as a continent really, is challenged by its own government, its location, and its neighbors. The law of real estate is location, location, location. And I think the same goes for countries. Their proximity and distance to economic superpowers determines their success. And we think this is why it will keep trending down. Fourth third trend, buyer's pain is a home builder's gain. The housing shortage, I think will keep fueling these home builders. However, retention of their workforce and builders, it's going to be vital for their long-term success. And we think the larger players are going to be able to attract better talent, compensate them more competitively and succeed over the long term. And we think DR Horton, for example, is going to be the one to do that. I'm your host, Chase. Thank you for listening to another episode of Trendy. We'll see you next week with some even better trends. Thanks for listening.